I feel like in editing we might be taking out all the weird talk about who's writing the recap. <laughs> no, I, I will probably leave that. But I think people like that kind of stuff. All right, they can see a little behind the curtain. Hear the sausage being made. We need the. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anything to shake this but I'm in But, 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 things got me drinking That I have so much I want to talk about tonight Daniel Shallowy not getting the respect he deserves in this MVP race I want to talk about why this 4-2 win for some reason didn't feel like that big of a win And then Alan Polito still working his way back apparently And Kyrie Sheldon I want to talk about our striker situation there but Ben is here. Guys, Ben is here. Ben is yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. Great to be back. It's been a long time. Yes. I was on the podcast. Uh, last time uh, we met was in person, and uh, this was way before the pandemic. So it's probably been about 10 years. It feels like it. It yeah. feels like 15 years ago, exactly. <laughs> and this time I didn't. I forgot to bring the alcohol last time. I got. I got my. I got my seltzers here this time, so we're good. Did you send some to Ben and Robert? No, didn't. Did not do that. Oh. Not that part. Then you're still slacking, man. Fail. Well, I'll see you. I'll see you again in two years. Way to make me look bad. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Anyway, Ben, what have uh, what have you been up to? What do, let's catch up a bit. I miss you, man. It's good to see your face a little bit, even if it's digitally. Yeah, um, it's been very busy. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, I am based in Chicago. I have been for the past eight years. Oh, my gosh. It has been eight oh years now. Oh, my gosh. That just blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's... It, it, um, I, but I still follow Sporting Kansas City as closely as I can from up here. Uh, and the good news about living up here is that I never am uh, blacked out of games, except for, of course, yesterday's game, right before I come on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that was. I definitely want to talk yeah. about why that game was weird there for a second. But, mm. uh, but yeah, Ben, it is, it is very good to have you back. And that just that does absolutely blow my mind that it has been that long, and mm-hmm. it, it is good. I I think it's so funny that you have been there that long and you've kept doing this. And there was also some some years there where it was like low key, like it was a little under the radar. We weren't sure if the legality of you doing it, like with some other jobs you had, like we weren't sure about it. you. Were, you were low key. You never gave up though. That was it. Was awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that that was an interesting time when, as I was an intern for the Chicago Fire two logos ago, and um, <laughs> I think and I think the agreement we came to was that I could still do it, just couldn't talk about the fire at all. Mm. Um, so just like everyone else in the city of Chicago, just don't talk about the fire. Right? Yeah. Like, why? Why would you yeah. want to? But yeah. Right. Yeah. But Ben, Ben, there is precedent here. We had a uh, chat on two weeks in a row, so you can push Cody with that fact. Hey, he had chat on two weeks in a row. Why not me? <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. I, well, I believe next Monday is open still. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see what I'm doing next Monday. I'm running the Chicago Marathon uh, this weekend, what? so um, I'll probably just be sitting exactly here on my couch, not having taken any steps uh, that day. So I might be available to podcast. 
Nice. That's, awesome, That's though, exciting. Man. How many yeah. how many marathons have you done? Uh, none. This will be my first and likely my last. Um, <laughs> uh, we we I, I I've enjoyed the training, but not that but not that much. Did a significant other happen to drag you into this? Is that part of this? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, so, so my, my my lovely fiance supports my my uh, running hobbies, but uh, she is not a runner herself. She's the smart well, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Little brother did it again. Sixteen goals. Daniel Shallowy is. I like this conversation that he's not getting the respect he deserves in this MVP race. 16 goals, one behind the leader with 17. He has more assists and he's on our team. So that's why he should be at the front of it, right? Well, okay, then let's talk about this, Cody. Is it time to stop calling him little brother? Hasn't he, you already said he earned his man muscles. So, you know, <laughs> we need to drop that, dude. <laughs> no, we talked about He didn't really ever earn his man muscles. He's still, still a skinny guy. <laughs> But, but he's flexing his muscles in another way, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting older, too. You can still be my little brother. <laughs> no, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. If he wins MVP, I'll stop calling him that. How about that? <laughs> so, yeah, he did it again. And he's the conversation is that he's doing it without penalty kicks. Has zero penalty kicks that has gotten him there. And I think that's relevant. It's relevant. And he's having a... MLS top of the class of MLS type seasons. So uh, this is this is wonderful. I'm enjoying every second of it. I didn't expect one second of it. So this is all I'm I'm loving it. So if he's MVP of the league, he has to be the most valuable player to Kansas City. Let's discuss that. In what ways is he the most valuable player besides obviously his numbers? What does it go beyond that? Well, how is he not our most valuable player? To to say he's not, you have to say who you think would be. I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying to be a MVP, he has to be valuable beyond his numbers. So is he valuable beyond his numbers? Let's discuss that. Valuable beyond his numbers. Right. What he does off the ball, what he does to the defenses, things of that nature is, is how valuable is he there? Well, I would say that would maybe be one area that is not MVP material. Why? Not that I would say he's lacking in that. There are just, I mean, along that thought of other than his stat line, there are things he needs to, there are things he needs to work on. Some of the, like, he can still let his emotions get the best of him. I know we've talked about this already, (laughs) but the yelling at the ref and, yeah, I mean things like that. There, yeah, there are still just some tangibles that he is still working on, but he's still so young. Yeah, I, I think he's actually developed. He's more yes. of a root one threat than he used to be. He can take players on one v one and beat him more than he used to be. I mean, look at his last uh, goal back down in Dallas that he scored, that solo uh, effort that he did. Uh, I think he attracts much of the defense attention and opens things up for Kinda, etc. So uh, I think he's definitely improved in those areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think he is one of the reasons why Sporting KC's goal total has been so high this season. Is as you were saying, he opens it up for others. He his being a threat to shoot from distance allows Kinda to come up and uh, it, 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 and make the attack better. It allows Russell 
come up and make the attack better. And when Polito has been out for such a significant time and Sporting KC are still putting up those numbers, I give a lot of that to Shallow. And I, and I think that is where he has been so dangerous this year. A lot of the discussion for MVP is around Carlos Gill in the Eastern Conference for the New England Revolution, who are just cakewalking to a supporter <laughs> shield this year. Uh, he has, um, I'm not seeing the number of assists at the moment, but uh, yes, a lot of 10 assists, according to Thad, and to three, three goals on the season. And the one thing I do want to talk about is he is also leading the league in big missed chances, according to Foot Mom, with 22. And I can't give my MVP to someone who leads the league in missing chances. <laughs> That's interesting. I know some of the people that are making the case for him is that he's his chances created is way higher. And when people say, well, that, but they weren't finished, it was the answer is like, well, he can't make all the chances, you know? I mean, it's not like it's, it's the other people's fault. They don't make it right. They don't score, but he's creating the chances for them. Well, yeah, that is actually interesting. Can you, do you get created with a chance, a chance created if you create it for yourself <laughs> or does it have to be for someone else? Is that what a chance created is? We should have somebody who's actually worked for a team. I think dribbling around, you know, to, uh, d beating a defender one on one to go one on one with the goalie—that's cr you created a chance for yourself, right? <laughs> Just yeah. an update: it is 16 assists for Carlos Gill. Yeah, 10 did not seem right. Yeah, yeah 16. So he is—he is racking up assists, but again, in that trash conference over there. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I would. Uh, Daniel deserves this, at least in the discussion. You know, it's one of the most ridiculous and fun things to do about, about sports, especially on podcasts, is, is talking about, you know, random things like who deserves MVP and credit and stuff like that. Sorry, Robert. I just had to defend myself for a second. The reason 10 assists was the number I gave was those are primary assists. This site doesn't cover the hockey uh, assists, only primary mm. direct assists. Ah, uh, the classic no, hockey, assist. hockey assist. So that's <laughs> yeah. why it was 10. Yeah. Therefore, he does not deserve MVP, shall we? <laughs> so if Sporting wins the West, that helps Chalwi's case, correct? If you're the MVP of the MVP team, then I think you got to get it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's why you'll get so much of the support, though, because New England's season is just yeah. unbelievable. And who do you got to point to in that team? It's him. It's as mm -hmm. crappy as that is, but... I think coach. I'm nervous about all this discussion because we could be we're just so sure that they're not that good. <laughs> but then <laughs> they could they could just run a train in the playoffs and just beat us very badly. So I'm I'm just mm -hmm. hoping that doesn't happen. The likelihood of that even of, ha of, ha of that happening is very little of both teams making it there. So I'm gonna continue talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we I saw that last year in the playoffs. A lot of top teams got knocked out. Yeah, MLS is going to MLS in the playoffs, so that's what I mean. Yeah, and, and, and as much as I have seen the league, I've enjoyed seeing the league grow over the past few years, I, well, in the past decade, um, I do miss playing every team every year. Um, and, because, and I think as the league continues to grow, uh, we, we may just do intra-conference until the playoffs or, or Open Cup and just not deal with Eastern Conference at all. Well, I could deal with not playing Seattle and Portland three times a year. That would be wonderful. Yeah. 
So one of the things they point to for Gill is key passes. He has like 96. So he's like 26 above Reynoso, the next closest. But what's funny is I don't ever remember seeing key passes as one of the top stats they would put on their little uh, stat page until recently when they're all promoting Gill. (laughs) (laughs) It's a conspiracy. It is, man. They all want it's it's all about Bruce Arena, man. They want Bruce Arena to look good, so they promote all they promote his player. They're gonna make New England sound great. That is just that's like such a buzzword name in American soccer. That's like, oh man, that's like saying George Soros. So it's like all the conspiracy theories go back. They all go back to Bruce Arena, man. Well, I, I saw I saw Bruce Arena and George Soros have dinner one night. it's gotta mean something all right so let's talk about the way they finished this game i guess that's maybe not the good way to put it because we scored the last goal on a brilliant most classic most classic johnny russell goal that has ever been scored but why did this game not feel as good as it should tell me why i'm not as optimistic as i as a four to two win over Houston should normally get me. Cause Houston is terrible and it shouldn't have been that close. The four two is not reflective of the game that was actually played. It should have been. And, and that, that goes to um, sporting Casey's leaky defense. You know, Houston has an exceptionally bad defense and sporting Casey's attack has been really good recently. So we can outscore them, but it's just like the chiefs. Uh, if you're going to have to put up uh, uh, a whole bunch of scores just to make and just outscore everybody, you, you come up against a team with a good defense, then that's going to put you in trouble. Or a really good offense that's going to punish it, like like Seattle did, I guess, is an mm-hmm. example of that. Exactly. Well, a lot of that tactically goes into the three-man midfield. I've been kind of keeping an eye on this lately. Just when we turn the ball over, uh, we may have pressure on the ball immediately but we've got at least one, if not both, of the other two midfielders out of position and unable to catch up to the play because other teams know that and they go quickly and basically bypass the midfield because they can because there's so much space through it. And that's something hopefully we can remedy, but I don't have a whole lot of faith. (laughs) Yeah, Ben, you mentioned that it didn't feel like that should have been the scoreline, and I don't Mm -hmm. disagree with that at all, but – you know, rewatching, I rewatched the highlights again today, and Houston very well could have won that game. I mean, they, they had some mm-hmm. just glorious opportunities to score that, like we were just saying, a better team would have punished. And yeah, that, so I, I, it's almost like we're lucky to have gotten that two goal lead on some of those misses that they had. But I do, I do agree. It seems like we dominated that game, and that's just what makes these just. It's just leaky, like he said. There's just holes that open up, and it's just we let them walk through it. It seems like sometimes. In that same vein, though, Cody, remember, shall we hit the post? Gotti missed one that he should have put in, so you know we could have had six at least. So, <laughs> sidebar on Gotti Kinda is it? I, I just want to say this because because I've been trying to deny it, and I feel like if I get it out into the universe, it'll it'll avoid it from happening. He is he he kept starting to remind me of. Gerso. I almost forgot Gerso's name for a second. <laughs> where, where it's like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. He's going to, oh. And then he doesn't <laughs> quite score. 
it happened it's happened several times and i threw my arms up in the air on that play that you were just referring to there bob yeah but but then he i think it was only a few minutes later that he did actually finally score that goal so yeah i mean i i do i do like gotti kinda and i think he can i think he still has room to improve in mls but yeah it's worried me a few times that he doesn't he doesn't quite have that that final touch that that we need sometimes well in the post-game presser i asked for me he's about Gotti, and uh he said he's been talking to Gotti recently that it's production is what we need you know you do good stuff on the ball off the ball but we need production and uh, hopefully that's what we're going to be getting from Gotti from here on out but we'll see yeah that's very he is he's vital to the this run-up of the team here for sure yeah and i, and I think that, that going back that's what made shallowy having a great finishing year is so important it's what makes russell's recent run of form and being able to be a good finisher so important so that even if uh kinda isn't make isn't finishing like he should that even if he's just making the run up and making chances there are others on the team who can make that finish and it's going to be even better when police gets back to gets back to health so to bring it back to the defense here is Ilya sanchez now the preferred Center back over Issy. Is that where we're at? Issy is back and healthy, correct? Um, no, he was no. questionable for the last game, right? That. Ah, yeah. Okay. I'm he sorry, was questionable, and uh, he. Um, I would say he's not like 90 minute fit, so we're probably only going to see him in bits and pieces until Vermees is 100 percent sure he's 90 minute fit. Okay, so does when Issy returns, is that what we need? Is he the elixir for this defense? Well, he doesn't play midfield, first of all, but he can help with some of those gaps in the midfield because of his abilities, I think, too. But, um, I yeah, think I, would like, speed, I would like him back there. Yeah. The speed is what I'm looking for on the back line. That is, yeah. That's where the team is lacking at the moment. With As, mu- as much as I love Ilya and as much as I've grown to love Fonte this year, it's, man, we need, we need some speed back there desperately. And it's not not like he's not a good passer. His passing rating is pretty high. He's good on the ball too. So, and a target to go to on corner kicks as well. <laughs> Agreed. Whatever. Why do I even try? We're never going to score on corner kicks. I've, I <laughs> I need to just accept it. This Sporting Kansas City team is not allowed to score on corner kicks. It doesn't matter who we get. It's not going to work. Wasn't it last year that uh, Sporting was leading the league and? scoring from corner kicks and set pieces ah, and and yeah, we all th- set pieces. and we all thought that oh no they're terrible at it but it was actually there's a lot of corners in there too because it was the second ball off of corners it wasn't the like the, <laughs> the, the first cross in and boom it was the the save and then the the put it back in kind of thing well um, yeah it's there you said there's some of those because that is the only way that they'll score on a corner kick they will never get that first ball it will only come off via the second kick yeah i noticed in this uh past game against houston they are trying some different things on corners so at least they're looking into it it seems <laughs> yeah they're trying to be tricky but yeah <laughs> yeah does Kyrie shelton want to score a goal discuss amongst yourselves <laughs> of course he wants to <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> yes <laughs> Moving on. He, he'll, whip out, he'll whip out a hell of a dummy to Gotti kinda he'll mm-hmm. 
pass up a nice shot for a beautiful pass in the sake of a team goal, but I'm not sure he wants to score. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it was interesting too. This last game when Polito came in, it was right after uh, somebody scored. I guess uh, Gotti after Gotti scored, and the ref told him to leave the field by the side where he was. They were celebrating, and he looked like what the hell. Like, I'm subbing out. I mean, he had that look like, what's going on? So maybe I'm just reading into it, but he looked very shocked. Like, what? <laughs> well, I think Kyrie's effectiveness in some ways is, how should I put this, through his own lack of desire, maybe, Cody, I'll go with you, to score a goal because he often takes himself out of the play, which sometimes means the defense does follow him and leave space for others. True. But – Sometimes I just think he's not exactly sure what to do. I'll just leave it to the other guys <laughs> and just <laughs> case the space, which is good, and lets them do their thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you could take the one aspect of finishing out of being a striker, Kyrie Sheldon is the best striker of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not going to go there either. <laughs> he I like cannot be bodied like Kyrie, off the ball. But... I love, like, he does so many things so good. And mm-hmm. he's provided some of my the classiest assists and with created scoring opportunities that this team has done in the last few years. But I mean, where is Alan Polito? Get get our golden boy back on the field. You know, I'm gonna make a prediction now. Next year, Kyrie's gonna get a lucky goal in the first game and then go on a twelve to sixteen goal streak for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. It'll make when we sell shallowy for a million dollars all you know all the much better. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right then. Wow, you sound like all the all the guys in my crypto world of just dreaming of a time that is probably never gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I'd have predicted last year at this time that Shallowy was gonna score sixteen goals, you all would have said no way. Yeah, mm-hmm. but B, you wouldn't have done that. No yeah, one we know. would have done that. Yeah. We knew Shallowy has the had the potential even back then. <laughs> I, just, I just want to take this moment to remind everyone, I'm the one that asked for a bounce off of him and go into the net goal in the very first game to launch a season like this, and that is exactly what happened. It did not bounce off of him. He put it in. He knew about 50% of what was going on there. He put his foot on the ball and directed <laughs> it into the goal. It did not bounce off his ass. It did not bounce off his head or any bar- body part in between. Mm-hmm. He put his foot on it. It was a quick bang, bang play. I will agree, but he directed it in goal. So, Cody, are you re- you requesting if, if Shalwi wins MVP at least a mention in his acceptance speech? Is that what you're – Okay. That's <laughs> the least he can do. So, speaking I'll, of someone who know. can score, Alan Polito, tell me, why why is this taking so long? Does he have a nagging in, a, na- a nagging knee injury for the last two years now? Is that what's going on? Do I need to worry about him? Is does does he have injury concerns? Is that just part of our our top striker? Yes. Forever and from now on, he's just always going to have injury concerns. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I was kind of hoping one of you make me feel better. But... <laughs> well, and I think because of that, and you know, I think what Peter's doing, he mentioned it that that asked a question about it said, yeah, you know, we're moving him along. He's 15 minutes fit last game, 30 minutes fit now. I think what Vitor Mrees is doing is making sure he's going to be available for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least at least somewhat. 
Yeah. Now, how did he play, though, in this last game? How do you feel he played? That's the question. Well, see, that's the thing about him and Shelton, the difference. Polito gets there, involves himself in that space, makes himself available all the time. He's good at that. But you could argue that Shelton being in there, leaving that space open for Kinda and Shallowy and Russell Moore, may be a benefit that Polito doesn't bring. Bob, I think you combined Peter Vermees into one word earlier and called him Vermees. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole Voltaire thing that I'm, you know. <laughs> it's probably a German word for Peter. Yeah. That how did, or Hungarian. What What did you think of Polito's play? It seemed like you were had a direction to go in with that question. I just want to see what everybody else thought, but I thought that other than two to three plays, he was poor. I thought there was a. I thought he made one really good run. Um, to set himself up for a spot, but then didn't get a shot off. And I thought he made one or two good passes. Yeah. I, I don't disagree at all. I, I didn't even know that that was worthy to discuss it just cause you know, I mean, he's working his way back. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he's not in the rhythm of the game. Like I, I don't expect him to, I wasn't even expecting him to come in and score a goal. You know what I mean? It's I, I wish we could at this point, but it's like, I don't know. He's, mm-hmm. he hasn't been playing. He's working his way back. So no, I, I, yeah. no I and you have a valid point. I guess we should just be happy that he's getting time on the field, I guess, is what I I'm just, saying. I'm just hoping to see mm-hmm. the, the form come back with the time. Mm-hmm. Ben, your thoughts? Yeah. I Yeah, I agree with that. I think he, he looked rusty. He looked like he wasn't matched fit. And the, I think the big hope for me is two weeks off coming up. I think I'll start to get really worried if on on that game against Vancouver in two weeks and he comes in, maybe as a sub or even starts and still looks like he did um, in in this last match. Then then I'll start to get really worried for the playoffs because Gordon Casey still has a chance, still has a good chance at the Western Conference and has the potential to make a really deep playoff run. And he's going to be crucial to that when they're not playing Houston and Dallas every week. Do you think that Seattle plays on the turf will play a factor in that, though, decision of him playing that game? I don't know. Could. Oh, yeah. It could. Has that? Yeah. I was just, I was honestly just wondering that. I was trying to remember if that has ever played a role in a decision to play Polito or not. A turf field has that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a Mike question for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that well, it BC. has. Well, in BC places, turf too, isn't it? What's that? In Vancouver, that's also turf, isn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, w- I wonder if he gets saved for the Seattle match rather than risking it against uh, on the Vancouver turf. Right. Could be. It could just be another. He just doesn't start and gets thirty minutes at the end to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depending on how the game's going. Because mm-hmm. that's that's the quandary: is how do you manage getting him game fit and in form, in rhythm, and in sync which was really to the point of my question was he definitely isn't in sync at this point. Um, But it's just, how do you manage it and how do you get that going when you have all those challenges of how to manage that? And you have somebody always asking, why are you not subbing often enough? And I think Vermees being Vermees and there's logic behind it has the luxury of, Hey, things are going well offensively. We don't need Alan Polito necessarily right now because we are, we are scoring goals. 
man, we don't need our $10 million man. Not right now. Not the way things are going. That's just a possible way he's thinking. Yeah. It's kind of like back in kind of like back in 2013 uh, when uh, Dom Dwyer had that great season and, oh, we don't need Baylor anymore. He, he can come on off the bench in a playoff game. <laughs> we got Dom. It's all right. That's exactly right. I was just about to say, Vermees is a guy that is just a very, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And he's going to go with the player that's working at the time. So, Yeah, he, he's not starting it based on salary paid. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts on this before we move on to postgame? What are we missing from the Houston game that we haven't talked about? Amelia, I mean, that save he made. Let's give him some props for that. I mean, that could have been a tie match. He made the save. So. It seemed it felt like more than one. I yeah, could I be just... wrong. I'm not going to lie to you. I fell asleep before the Johnny Russell goal. I'm just going to say <laughs> I wasn't awake for it. I fell asleep. I just think we get in the mode where we expect that from Ilya and maybe you know don't appreciate him as much when you know the offense is scoring. Mm-hmm. Do we not appreciate Ilya enough? That's a good question. <laughs> well, you don't, Cody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Anything to shake this for 